Hi, welcome to the One to One Thing podcast. My name is Steve Light, a seasoned IT manager and personal development coach, unpacking what it takes to have a meaningful one-to-one conversation at work, home, and in our head. We all live lives full of conversations that range from awkward to impossible. Join me as we learn to navigate the one-to-one thing. Hi, and welcome to another one-to-one thing podcast. This week, I wanted to cover an article that was actually shared with me from the Financial Times that really caught my interest and uh, got me down a bit of a rabbit hole, actually, with regards to um, citing or researching its sources. The FT article is called Workplace Training, Doubtful Utility of Bosses Who Have Been on the Course. The title was interesting, and the article also cited a corporate trainer, Mind Gym, in the UK that was having trouble with meeting shareholder expectations and uh, citing corporate restructuring and economic uncertainties as to reasons why people are moving away from or not adopting corporate training as much. The article referenced data from a global leadership forecast published by the DDI, Development Dimensions International. And since the article only picked up two out of the 10 findings from that forecast, I figured it's probably best to look at the forecast itself than spending any more time on the article. And I think MindGym could have learned a few things if they'd read the forecast as well. The DDI study is pretty comprehensive. Uh, It's been running for over 10 years and the respondents cover over 1,800 HR professionals, over 13,500 leaders, 1,500 organizations across 50 countries and 24 industry sectors. The 10 findings of the DDI report highlight challenges in the leadership landscape, and they also suggest areas to focus on to meet the challenges. Across the 10 findings, three major points stood out. One, that leaders are worried about their workforce. Two, that leaders and managers face a crisis of confidence. And number three is that coaching culture in terms of context and delivery is important in organizations. With regards to the first point, leaders worrying about their workforce, personally, I don't think the challenges a CEO faces has materially changed over the years. It always involves people once you get to a particular size. Attracting and retaining top talent, developing leaders or succession planning, or maintaining an engaged workforce. I think there would be some valuable insight gained by asking that similar question of the top challenges people face across all levels of the organization. Because I think that gives some insight in terms of what people are dealing with. And actually that may have changed more over time than the challenges that are facing CEOs. Employee retention is a big thing. According to the report, last year, 54% of companies saw an increase in their turnover. The drivers for employee engagement and motivation is changing. Everyone in an organization doesn't have the same view of that organization by virtue of their roles and responsibilities, and that's generally understood and accepted. Unfortunately, we live in a society that is increasingly driven by fear and mistrust from favourite celebrities being caught up in scandals, to politicians and business people involved in all sorts of things. It takes more than just a paycheck to engender trust from an employee. 
The saying, people don't leave companies, they leave their managers, is still true. Employees won't tolerate leaders who lack interpersonal skills. Almost a third of them will plan to leave within a year. Leaders concerned about their workforce may do well to look at their interpersonal skills and the leadership culture in their organisation. The goal is to instil leadership attitudes and behaviours across the entire organisation. No one is beyond the leadership culture. Where you are in the organisation does not exclude you from the leadership culture itself. Strong organisational cultures go a long way in shaping one's attitude to their work. I worked at John Lewis Partnership as an MIS manager for their John Lewis online store. Everyone is identified as a partner, not an employee. It may not sound like a big deal, but it does inform the mindset people have when they come to work. A strong leadership culture is not determined by how behaviours and attitudes are enforced, but how pervasive and transparent they are across the organisation. Every organisation has culture. Leaders can determine whether it's a good one. In line with this, the second theme from the study is that leaders are facing a crisis of confidence. 32% of respondents trust senior leaders to do what is right while 46% of respondents trust their manager to do what is right. That shows quite a drop in trust across a few levels in a company. Interestingly, but not too surprising, older employees are more sceptical of leaders. 31% of workers over the age of 40 say their managers maintain a high level of trust and confidentiality compared to 45% of workers under 30. All positions of leadership face scrutiny and the role itself is leading to personal burnout. Managers face similar challenges as the people they lead. Global unrest, economic uncertainty, downsizing, right-sizing, disillusionment, quiet quitting, the list goes on. Employees at all levels can sometimes feel that there's something going on behind the curtain, like in The Wizard of Oz, something they're not privy to but affects them in some way and they have no input about it. Transparency within the scope of confidentiality is important in building trust. People who trust senior leaders are three times more likely to develop novel ideas or solutions. Transparency in the form of vulnerability is a powerful trust builder, with employees over five times more likely to trust leaders who have displayed vulnerability. Along with vulnerability, humility is an attribute we can't leave out. Leaders who show humility in shortcomings or failures are seven times more likely to maintain trust over those who do not. These findings aren't really surprising. We see them in our everyday interactions. There are people that we tolerate and there are those that we implicitly trust. The need for trust is built into us. As social animals, we need to rely on others for safety and survival. Our values of growth and contribution are influenced by the degree we trust others. To build trust, we need to be trustworthy. Personal integrity sets up our personal standards and values, and then we inform others about what we can be relied on to do. Uncover your strengths, abilities and qualities. Develop the behaviours that can lead to trust, such as learning to listen and respond with empathy, Seek opportunities for team growth and development, including your own. Share your thoughts and reasoning for decisions or actions. Inquire after your team's well-being. 
explore new ways to do old things, celebrate and recognize your team's success, and remember to praise in public and critique in private. Proximity plays a big part in building trust, as those that interact with you are more likely to have a stronger bond. But that doesn't mean you cannot have a reputation of trustworthiness that goes beyond your direct reports or your manager. The third theme is that coaching culture is being adopted by fewer companies despite the success of the companies that managed to do it. The study highlighted that fewer companies reported having a coaching culture in 2022 compared to 2020. With the other factors of CEO challenges and lower leadership confidence, it might not be surprising that this number has gone down as well. While fewer companies stated they have a coaching culture, those that did saw major benefits. Where quality coaching was provided, managers were more than four times likely to feel there was a clear development path as a leader, 2.7 times more likely to feel accountable for being an effective leader, and one and a half times less likely to change companies to advance their career. The study also pointed out that 23% of leaders wanted coaching from their manager and it was the least desirable form of learning. This was closely related to the effectiveness of the manager to coach. The benefits of effective coaching are apparent. People thrive in an environment where they can grow and contribute. The study says that 85% of the HR respondents report that coaching skills will be critical for leaders to develop in the next three years. I'm not sure why we have to wait three years. The challenge and opportunity is for leaders to have a deep awareness of how their style is perceived and the influence it has on developing a coaching culture. Three factors can help increase coaching effectiveness. The first is leaders and managers setting a positive example. Leaders will tend to follow the coaching approach of their managers. So it's important to establish a coaching-friendly mindset and environment from the top that would encourage the behaviours and attitudes to coaching. The second is leaders should have an objective coaching assessment. This is a reality check on their coaching capabilities. An assessment tool or external coaching can provide a 360-degree evaluation and encourage conversations on coaching development. The third is leaders see the impact of coaching to their overall effectiveness. Leaders strongly relate their coaching skills to their overall effectiveness in their role. I think this could be tied to feedback they get from their direct reports or managers. Good people skills go a long way. Any organisational culture change is likely to be disruptive. The challenge and opportunity is to establish a coaching culture that supports the entire organisation with a robust, objectively measured structure and a method to account for and measure coaching success. So that was some of my takeaways on the global leadership forecast of 2023. I'm grateful for the FT article pointing me to this study. I have links to the article and the study in the show notes. You can also join me on Tuesday for a live audio event on LinkedIn where we can chat about this or any other podcast episodes. I look forward to you joining me next time. Thanks for joining me today. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. My details and links are in the show notes.